Hey everybody, I'm Chelsea and this is Tony and you're watching or listening to our podcast, Picture This. Check it out in your podcasting app, listen to it while you edit or run or Clean. cook or whatever. Fold laundry. It's a podcast, that's what it's for. Today's topic is should you go full-time as a photographer? So we're going to talk about all the things you need to kind of assess that if you're ready to really go pro and pay your bills. Yeah, we get this question a lot and it's a tough one to answer because it varies from person to person. Yeah, we're going to try to give you the tools you need. Uh, who makes all this possible, Chelsea? Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. They have beautiful award-winning templates, an all-in-one platform, award-winning 24-7 customer support. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com slash Tony and use the coupon code portfolio to get 10% off of your entire purchase. Thank you, Squarespace. Thanks, Squarespace. And this is perfect for Squarespace because if you are thinking about going pro, you definitely need to have a portfolio set up for yourself, just a good website. You know, you can't be sending people to your Instagram or Twitter. Like you need a proper ad-free website good curated for your photos. very best work. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get right into it. Uh, first, if if you're wondering what type of photography you should go into, check out this other podcast we made at scp.io slash extinct. It's not just our photographers going extinct. We look into real real estate photography, wedding photography, portrait photography, commercial photography, every type of photography you can do and how it's going to change in the near future. Yeah, and which fields so might be you. shrinking and which, which might be expanding. Right. And it's a changing industry, just like all of them. So it's good to stay on top of it. Uh, so the first thing you want to talk about was that we should people should evaluate themselves to kind of determine whether or not they're up for it. Yeah, because not everybody is. Yeah. Um, this requires some self awareness, right? Because if you're going to go full time with your photography, that makes you a business owner. You can't just be good at photography. You have to be good at managing your own time, and and you have to be a pretty well rounded person to deal with all of the things that come along with being a business owner. So I think before you even plunge into that, you need to ask yourself, why do you want a business? Because that's essentially what you're doing. You're going to be owning a business. Um, why do you want to shoot full time? Is it just because you think photography is fun or um, do you just feel like you need to be self-managing and be out of the office environment? Or there are a bunch of other reasons that you could have. And also I think another important question to ask yourself is, what lifestyle do you expect for yourself? You have to be kind of realistic with what you're thinking of. Um, there are some big problems people run into when they start a business, one being self-managing. Don't you agree, Tony? Yeah, you have to ask yourself, uh, are you somebody who needs a boss yeah. looking at you, looking over your shoulder, telling you you need to work every day? Because most people do. Most people left to their own devices, like wake up when you want, wear what you want, do however much work you want. Uh, they, they end up watching a lot of TV and surfing the web and playing games. Uh, so are you that type who's self-motivated and self-disciplined? Because while photography is super fun to you now as a hobbyist, when you have to pay the bills with it, there are definitely going to be parts that are a lot less fun that you have to be able to motivate yourself to push through. I are think, you that person? Yeah, I think some good indicators of that are, are you responsible right now with your personal life? Do you pay your bills on time? Do you have debt from not just student loans, but from frivolous purchases? Um, do you understand your taxes and you're fine with managing all of that kind of stuff? Um, and do you actually manage all of your personal finances or are you the type of person where you're like, oh, well, I don't know what I really spend. Maybe I spend this over here. I kind of just wait till, 
you know, my accounts are drained and I figure something out. How good are you at managing those parts of your life? Doesn't necessarily, I'm not saying like you're bad or anything like that, but there will be a lot more of that once you're also managing your own business. Um, I thought another way people could kind of assess whether or not they're a good self-starter is by looking at their previous history with work. If you're the type of person that stays late just because you like to finish a project or you're responsible enough to take that on and do things that aren't fun for the greater good of the business, if you're the type of person that starts their own projects because you think, hey, I I could go above and beyond in my job and do something I think is important. Um, If you're the type of person that's getting praise from your boss or promotions or bonuses, things like that, I think those are pretty good indicators that you're a self-motivated person and you don't have the fear of taking on extra commitments or extra work. Good indications. Let's talk about whether people can actually make enough money. You have to kind of assess your earning potential uh, because you probably have some lifestyle that you're accustomed to. You probably have a house and a car and some bills you have to pay. So can you pay the bills? Well, I think this is where it's difficult for us to dole out some advice because everyone's different. If you're 15 or 16 or 18 or 20 or fresh out of college, you don't have kids. You probably don't have a mortgage. Uh, There's a bunch of extra responsibilities you probably haven't accrued yet in your life. And you have a bit more freedom to take the risks involved. And that sounds great. I would just say, like, go for it. Do whatever. (laughs) I would say that, too. Just stop watching and just start trying to get a gig. At that point, you don't have much to lose, right? You may as well just go for it. And uh, if you find you're not great at it, you could just get a job. It gets a little harder when you're 35 and you got a mortgage and a car. I mean, what are you going to do? That That's why it's so hard to change careers as somebody who's older, because maybe you've had your current career for 10 years. Therefore, you're making the money of somebody with 10 years of experience. Yeah. But guess what? You shift into photography and maybe you have a year of experience or something, but you're kind of starting at the bottom and your income might be starting at the bottom. too. Well, see, these are things that you also have to assess. You can't just say, oh, a photographer makes X amount of dollars. I make X amount of dollars. Boom. It seems like this is going to work out. Do you have IRAs? Do you have a 401k? Do you have stock benefits? Do you have paid vacation? Uh, Is your current employer paying for your health care? You have to factor those things into what you're going to be making as a self-starter. Yeah. Uh, On the other hand, maybe you're old enough that you've accumulated enough wealth and savings that you can write it out for a while. I I talked to one guy who was doing some investment thing and he was like 35 and had just managed to save a few million bucks. And he's like, I'm so tired of, of the stupid financial world. I think I'm just going to be a photographer and I know I'm not going to make that much money, but that's okay. I got enough money to write it out. And even though I'm not making as much money, uh, I hate my current job. So yeah, I'm not going to have the same money, but I'll be happier. So there's some kind of trade-off, but he had that savings. So that's another thing you might consider like saving up some money until you can further your photography career along enough to pay your current bills, Yep. which is scary when you start talking about dipping into your savings, but that's something that's way better than accumulating credit card debt to make that gap between your income and your expenses. Okay. Let's talk about what photographers actually make. This is according to Glassdoor. So this is going to vary depending on where you live, which country you're in, even just which town you're in. It can vary so much 
Yeah, I think this is all U.S., but they had 1,223 people were self-reporting as photographers, and the national average in the U.S. was $25,780 a year. Of course, that varies by region. So you can go to Glassdoor, go to stp.io slash Glassdoor and punch it in, and you can find it for your local region, what people are making. San Francisco, I'm sure it's higher. Yeah. Um, so 25780 is less than the national average for just incomes in any field. What is that? Like 35000 or something? Yeah, I want to say it's more like $40,000 a person okay. in the U.S. So it's actually substantially lower. Uh, but keep in mind that people who are good at photography, who are doing in, in fields where they make money, like wedding photographers who are good at it, can easily make into the six figures. Yeah. I, but that also means that there are some people making $150,000 a year. That means there are people making well under 25000 if the average is still at 25000 The average wedding photographer makes far more than 25000 Yeah. So I, I just didn't want to be too discouraging. No. And I also think that people should take into account that the people <clears throat> reporting these numbers might not actually be doing it uh, as the only income for a home. So they may be started this for some extra money on the side. There's a lot of data that's not included with these numbers. Yeah, they might not actually be working full time. Yeah. But they consider the, themselves to be a photographer. Um, but nonetheless, that number is going to scare a lot of people. And I know this because um, Twitter will actually provide some demographics about what our audience makes. Twitter's, and I was shocked yeah. to see that 70% of our audience makes $70,000 or more. Do you think that those numbers are accurate? I have no idea if those numbers are accurate, but that's the only numbers I have to go on. Uh, so I think people who tend to engage in photography as a hobby uh, tend to have a little more money. They tend to, it's, an expensive it's, hobby. it's an expensive hobby, right? So you don't tend to get too many people at the lower end of the income scale. Um, and that's rough news to take because the, a lot of them enjoy it so much they want to go pro, but I know they're making most of them are making over 75K a year, and that's going to be difficult if you're just getting into photography. It's just something to consider. Again, you can get in there and make 150K as a wedding photographer, but maybe that's not your field, or maybe it will take you you know, five years to build up the clientele and the word of mouth to actually make that kind of money. I just wanted to point people to the Small Business Administration website, which has a great resource for creating a business plan. Visit sdp.io slash SBA, and they'll help put together an actual plan for you. And that will walk you through the process of, uh, you know, what some of your upfront costs are going to be, how quickly you think you can build your business, and how soon you can get to some level of profitability, and what kind of profits you can actually expect. So going through that process is great for, for any kind of business, and yeah. the SBA has lots of great resources for business people. We've made a few business plans. And I think what's really nice about it is if you're projecting five years out, I mean, you don't necessarily have to have the same goals at the end of those five years, but just writing something down and having steps, it helps you anticipate some problems you might run into. It helps you plan for building your business. Um, and it makes you kind of dig into the numbers and be more realistic about your goals. So on the topic of earning potential, the, the Glassdoor number is is very general and saying photographer is way too vague because there are fine arts photographers, baby photographers, wedding photographers, commercial photographers. I actually don't know any photographer that makes that little money. Well, right. Because again, we have this number skewed by the people self-reporting. Yeah. Um, a, probably a better way to try to assess what people actually make is to find people in your field, in your area and stalk them a little bit. Check out their websites, <laughs> see what they charge. Um, what does it seem like they're, 
their lifestyles like? Are they able to support themselves? Are they working a lot? Do you, are you, could, could you actually schedule an appointment with them? Or are they so backed up that it would be three weeks out? You know, check out their Google reviews, their Yelp reviews, check out their Facebook page. Is it busy or is it collecting cobwebs? Mm -hmm. Um, And find several people doing what you do in your area. And if it doesn't seem like they're busy, then maybe there's not enough market in your area for you to jump in there. Because when you come in and you're competing against people, you're going to have to take part. You're going to take a slice from their pie. And if it's a really small pie to begin with, then your slice is going to be really small. But if it's a huge market and everybody's really busy and they're charging lots of money, then you can come in and maybe charge a little bit less and get a reasonable slice of the slice of the pie that will be enough for you to survive. I'll also say that um, being somewhat innovative helps for that reason, because if you you look around your area, let's say you're interested in um, like senior portraits, family portraiture, things like that. If you look and that photographer doesn't seem to be getting a lot of work, but they also don't seem to be very organized. They don't seem to run their business in a way that's admirable. Um, That might be an opportunity for you to get in there and be the person for your area that's providing that service. So you kind of have to use some judgment there. Yeah. Maybe 90% of the portrait work is going to one photographer in your area, but they haven't figured out uh, Instagram or Facebook or social media and stuff. Yeah, so you can come in and you'll be able to take advantage of that and you'll find all these new people and you'll be able to actively share your work. And so you might have a leg up because you might be a little more savvy in some ways. It's possible to compete like that. Uh, you should, as part of the business plan, of course, you'll be estimating your future expenses. And I just wanted to talk about like what things might actually cost you. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you're going to have to... Um, well, first you'll have all your personal expenses, right? Your mortgage, your car loans, your student loans, as well as your lifestyle expenses. So you'll need to go through and just make a budget for yourself. What can you actually live on? Um, you can also think about places you might be able to cut corners because if you're expecting your income to go down for a little while, maybe you can offset that by going out to eat less. Uh, or maybe you you know rent a smaller apartment, um, sell that fancy car that you've been restoring and, you know, cash out on some of your other hobbies it sounds kind of scary all the stuff that we're saying but i'll say from our experience building our business if you really think it through and you're passionate about it it doesn't feel like sacrifice like when we were building this business tony and i both had multiple jobs and i i didn't think about it it didn't seem like a hard time it just seemed like something we were doing to build something that we really wanted so we're telling you a lot of steps, but it's not impossible. And I don't think it's as scary as it sounds either. Yeah. And you're listening to two people who, who made it to the other side. I don't mean to be discouraging because we made it through and I'm so happy that I did. I want to help people get through that. But at the same time, I definitely don't want to lead somebody down this path if they can't make it through. So part of this is helping you self-select yourself like, oh, you can't make it because it would be the worst thing I can imagine is encouraging somebody blindly to go full time into photography. And then uh, six months later, them not being able to pay their mortgage and having their life whole life fall apart because I just blindly told them go into it. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Like if you can dream it, you can do it, which is pretty much true. But you should have a plan. You know, you have to apply some knowledge to that. So some expenses that people tend to overlook are benefits provided by their current job. So if your job gives you health insurance in the U.S., you're going to have to pay for that out of pocket. So figure out what that's going to cost. If your job gives you 
401k, a gym membership or something. You need to add all that kind of stuff in. Um, I also say, of course, you're going to have some business expenses. You probably will need to acquire some camera gear. Maybe you need to get a separate office or studio space. Uh, you probably put some miles on your car. That all kind of that thing. is tax deductible. So you have to also take that into account. Right. And that can be a benefit, too. That's one of the awesome parts about our job is that whenever we buy gear, it's just it's for work. So that's cool. Yeah. And a, a common misperception if something's tax deductible, it's not free. No. But you don't have to uh, you sub basically subtract it from the income that you're making that year. So you wouldn't have to pay income tax on those business expenses. I mean, talk to your accountant about it. Yeah. But if you spend five thousand dollars on camera gear and you made $50,000 that year, you wouldn't pay taxes on the $50,000. You would pay taxes on $45,000. So depending on where your income is, the amount that you save, it could be 30%. It could be 40%. It could be something less, you know, it depends on your state taxes and so many other things. Um, but if you're making, you know, a pretty good amount, it could be like your $5,000 camera. Actually, you got a 30% discount on it. Um, you also have to factor in depreciation because it might be spread across multiple years, but it can be le the, your expenses because of tax deductions can be less than you might initially add up. Uh, get accounting for dummies, a book yeah. and just read it because anybody considering going into business for themselves should digest that entire thing. It's very important and you will also need an accountant, but it's important to be able to speak that language. Let's talk briefly about our sponsor Squarespace. Well, both of us have some portfolios that we host on Squarespace and we like them a lot. They're very easy to make. I had previous portfolios that I didn't even finish because, you know, it's clunky. Pictures wouldn't load properly. I'd try to design it and I'd just get fixated on the font or the background or something. Squarespace makes it simple. Their templates are beautiful. You can just drag and drop your pictures in. It organizes them in an easy way that looks pleasing and it's super affordable, especially when you consider that you get a 14-day free trial. And if you go to squarespace.com slash Tony and you use the coupon code portfolio, you can get 10% off of your entire purchase. So try it out for the 14 days, see if you like it, see how your pictures look, and then I think you're going to love it. I think so too. Yeah. You can either sign up for Square. You're going to need a website. Yeah. You can either sign up for Squarespace and get it done in an hour and have yeah. it look beautiful and work on all mobile devices. Or you can start figuring out how to learn HTML, CSS, uh, mobile app development. Or you can do one of those free design. ones that puts their name at the bottom. So if someone goes to hire you, they see your you at the name. Yeah. Hosted by some a free website. No, that's completely not pro. Um, and you will just lose customers over that. And you only have to lose one customer in your career to make it worth your while to get a Squarespace website. So it's one thing you should definitely not cheap out on. Thank you for sponsoring us, Squarespace. So let's talk about risk assessment because it can be scary when you're thinking about those risks, but there are ways to assess them and then mitigate them so you can make them less scary and more manageable. Right. One of the big risks is that your the industry you choose might change. And we covered that a bit at stp.io slash extinct. So if you're thinking about becoming a uh, portrait photographer now, the portrait industry is definitely changing quickly. And it's regional. But as people start to take more and more pictures on their own, they tend to be going to portrait photographers less. That's something to consider. Wedding photography, on the other hand, seems to be a little more stable. Um, if 
so you have to look into the future a little bit and realize that things might be changing. Um, but I also want to point out that you can mitigate those risks by um, changing careers again. It's not like if you decide you're going to go full time as a photographer that you're locked into that for life. And that might seem obvious to some of you, but there is this old school mentality that um, you get a job as an accountant and then you're an accountant until you retire. Like my dad pretty much had the same job from the time he was 18 until he retired when he was 65. But that's not the case for most people nowadays. Most people, including me, will change their careers many times. I've done it a couple of times already. I will probably do it again. Because we live in a very fast-paced world where if you're in anything cutting edge at all, it's probably not going to be stable for 40 years. If we look, if it's stable for five years. So if, if you don't cut it as a photographer, if you can't pay the bills, it might not be the end of the world because then you'll just have to find the next thing. And that's more and more common. I think like worst case scenario, it doesn't work out the way you wanted, but now you have a bunch of skills. You have tried to manage your own business. You've probably learned some accounting. You're a more well-rounded person. So I don't think you can think of terms of succeed and fail. You're building yourself. You're growing yourself. You're investing in yourself. It's not It's not that scary. Yeah, and you, you will always have that skill set to fall back on. You will always have been a professional photographer. Yeah. And you'll be surprised if you go into a different field how often that little bit of photography can come in handy. Uh, so you'll, you'll take something with you, but yeah. think about that fallback plan. Maybe you go back to being a waitress or maybe you go back to your job as a teacher, but maybe that's not an option for you. Sometimes when you step away from a career, you know, if you're a computer programmer and you spend five years away from it, it's going to be a little hard to jump back because it's such a fast paced field. Or maybe your company will happily welcome you back as soon as you're done. I being think another thing is that, um, like a lot of people just want to quit their job and then become a full-time photographer. But a way to mitigate the risk of not succeeding is to work multiple jobs at one time, which is tough. Sometimes you have to come home from your job and you're tired and you just want to chill and watch TV. Um, but you got to go do a photo shoot, but people do it. It's a good way to start and build your clientele and have that security at the same time. Yeah. And then it can be a smooth handoff. Maybe you're full-time um, being an accountant and part-time being a photographer, and then you switch to part-time accounting, full-time photographer. Yeah. Until you can finally like let go of the old job completely. That's pretty much what happened to us. We were still doing some freelance gigs just to feed our business and get some money going and kind of prime the pump in that way. Yeah, it, it's really common to have to just juggle multiple jobs in a modern era. Lifestyle. I think this one's fun. <laughs> Because yeah. uh, a lot of people want to like live that jet set life, but they want to do do a type of photography where maybe you don't make any money. If if you don't have that many responsibilities, I think you can hack it. Because some people just travel from place to place, um, living very humbly and kind of bartering and things like that. I know photographers that do that. They're not making like 80K a year or 100K a year, but they're living the lifestyle that they want, traveling around, taking great pictures, meeting new people. Um if you have realistic expectations, you can be really happy with what you find in your life as a photographer. Um, you're not going to be flying first class like a celebrity if you're doing, you know, some lifestyle shoots or something like that. You just have to kind of accurately assess what you can get out of the field that you're going into. Uh, I'll also say that if you have a job you hate, that impacts your entire life. Definitely. You can't go to work eight hours a day 
work for a job, a boss that you hate and a job that you hate, and then be uh, super happy at home. No, it impacts your spouse. It impacts your kids. It impacts your entire family when you hate your job. If you ever, if anybody has ever gone from a job they hate to a job they loved, they will find that their entire life changes. Even like their, your physical health can change. You'll stand up a little straighter. You'll breathe a little clearer. Like everything seems to get better. And so oh, that's kind yeah. of a, a benefit of switching into a job you love that it's hard to properly assess. Yeah, and I think people forget about that, too, that there can be life on the other side of a terrible job. I've definitely had jobs where I come home so stressed out, my chest is tight, I just need to sit there and decompress for maybe an hour because I'm so overwhelmed from a stressful job. Um, I love that now Madeline gets home and I can do her homework with her and I feel like energized and refreshed and I have, I'm a happy person and I have that to offer to my family. So that's definitely a perk of the job a lot of people don't consider. Yeah. And if you do have a flexible schedule, maybe you don't have to spend as much on childcare because yeah. maybe you're actually be able to be there with your kids. And in fact, if you're there with your kids, maybe that's worth some amount of money to you. Cause of course there's some benefits. So maybe you make less, but you spend more time with your kids. Less on childcare. Maybe even. it might be a fair trade for you just for the, the benefit that it has on their lives. Uh, I also say starting any business means you're going to be working long hours if it's successful. Yeah. Uh, and that can impact your lifestyle too. So you might plan on six months, two years of working 70 hour weeks, just hustling. Yeah. Weekends. You don't really get weekends off when you're a business owner. I mean, you can try. There are definitely times when we do, but other weekends where something goes wrong or you just have to deal with something and you just have to be there around the clock. Yeah. But if things go great, you can chill out a little bit, get get yourself back oh, to yeah, a normal schedule that you can actually handle. We also just spent a week in California chilling with some amazing people, which I've never had another job that allowed me to do that. Well, actually, I had some another thing to bring up. Okay. So I talked to um, a photographer who has enough clients and enough work to go full time as a photographer, but he doesn't want to. And that's because even though he feels like he could probably make the money and completely replace his office job, um, the work that he's doing in photography that makes him the most money is not the photography he likes to do. He does, he'll, he'll do weddings and he enjoys an occasional wedding, but he realized once he started getting booked up multiple weddings a weekend, it wasn't enjoyable anymore. He liked taking pictures of wildlife, which he never really found a way to make a ton of money from, um, and other types of photography that just weren't making as much. And he realized, you know what? My job's not that bad. I really love photography. I want to keep a hobby that I love and just do the work that I like when I get offered that work and have this full-time job on the side. So I just wanted to kind of put out there that like going pro or going full-time in photography isn't always the end game for everyone. You can be a perfectly happy, professional-level photographer and work another full-time job. doesn't make you any less of a photographer. Uh, and I talked to a photographer who had a strikingly similar story where she loved fashion photography but was not currently able to pay the bills with fashion photography, so she was shooting a lot of portraits and weddings because that's where you kind of make money. As a most, it's where most professional photographers make money. Yeah. But she, she hates it. Well, she it's not her favorite, right? <laughs> yeah, no, she just, it's flat out. I think she just doesn't like it. Yeah. Um, but she's doing it because that's how she's able to pay the bills while she works on the developing her career in fashion. Yeah. 
It's a lot of ways to go about it. So they made different choices. I hope we didn't scare you. I really want the people that want this to be a part of their life to be empowered by all this information. You know more now. If anything, you're more prepared than ever. Um, If there's something that we forgot, please talk about it down in the comments so you can help somebody else. We used our experiences and the experiences of the photographers that we know to kind of guide you. Um, And it's going to be different from region to region. So... Put your knowledge down in the comments. Give us a like if you like this video. Subscribe if you want more like it. Um, And we also have some books. That's a part of our business, how we get to take the pictures that we love. We have a book called Stunning Digital Photography with 14 hours of video that you've never seen here on YouTube. We have a Lightroom book and a Photoshop book and some communities that come with those. They start at $9 for the eBooks. That's super affordable. Yeah, and you should really have all of them as a photographer because you'll definitely be shooting and then editing in both Lightroom and Photoshop. Yeah. That's just pretty We're not biased at all, does. but you should have all these books. <laughs> you know, it's not a trick or anything. Look, we're just trying to do you a favor. <laughs> They're actually way cheaper than you could get anywhere else, especially with the video training. And thank you to our sponsor, Squarespace. Squarespace is a fantastic way to set up your pro website. It's a great way to impress your clients without having to become a professional web developer. Even if you are a web developer, it's probably a good idea. You can still get in there and tweak oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, if you, you know want HD, to, HTML, and you way prefer this. <laughs> Did you say HTML? Yeah. I just want to say Chelsea said HTML, and she has an awesome Squarespace website. <laughs> it's HTML, like hypertext. I'm just busting on you because you're not a nerd. Wait, what did I say? HDML? No, I said HT. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm busting on you for no good reason. No, but, but you don't I really, have to know HTML. But I don't, or what I don't know for. it anyway. So, and I still have a good Squarespace. Okay. Don't have to be a nerd. Thank you, Squarespace. Squarespace.com slash Tony gets you a 14-day free trial. No credit card required. If you love it, use the coupon code portfolio and you'll get 10% off. Thanks, guys. Bye.